Well, Mary Alice, all this week, we're looking at the joy of being forgiven. Sin is a part of every Christian's life, and it's mm -hmm. very unpleasant, and it comes with all kinds of problems. I mean, it can actually bring uh, grief, it can bring guilt, and if we don't turn from sin, it can actually bring chastening or correction in our lives. But what I've loved about Psalm 32 is David is talking in this whole psalm about the joy of being forgiven. And so today, we're just going to read verses 1 and 2. And by the way, if you've got your Bible with you, or if you've got an electronic device, you may even want to go over this with us, or you may want to check it out later today. We're going to slowly go through this entire psalm. Uh, I think it's good for us because every Christian sins, and we all feel the pain of sin. But it's wonderful to know that we've dealt with that sin, or rather that God has dealt with it for us. So today, I want to just pick up verses 1 and 2, and then we'll go back and we'll talk about those. The first verse says, Oh, what joy for those whose disobedience is forgiven, whose sin is put out of sight. Yes, and he repeats it again. What joy for those whose record the Lord has cleared of guilt, whose lives are lived in complete honesty. Now, in a moment, we're just going to slow down and unpack that a little bit. But, Meryl, what stands out to you when you think about the fact that David is asked in Psalm 51, Restore the joy of my salvation. And now he is proclaiming the joy of, of knowing that things are right between him and God. That's right. There is joy in knowing that you're forgiven. Yeah. Because it's a, it's a painful thing. And we'll, we'll see this several times as we go through Psalm 32. It's a painful thing to feel like it's still on top of us. Yeah. Okay. Now, one of the things that I love about this particular uh, psalm, and, and specifically the first two verses, is that David has three words for his sin. And it's like three aspects of, of sin. Um, he calls it disobedience. Uh, and then in, uh, later in verse 1, he uses the term sin, which means to cross the line. And then later on, we're going to find the word guilt. But the word guilt there really means a crooked path. So he's saying that what he did, and we talked about that yesterday, and you can read about in 2 Samuel 11. I mean, he, he got into a season of sin, and it metastasized, and it became a thing. Um, but David recognized that there were three problems that he had that led into it. One was that he was disobedient to God. He was rebellious against God. And then he crossed the line, which he, he crossed a lot of lines. Mm -hmm. uh, and then thirdly, he recognized that there had been a point in his life where the path had gotten crooked. Mm -hmm. So I know that's a whole lot to chew on, but what stands out to you when well, you think about, you know, rebellion against God, cross a line, and then recognizing that the path had gotten crooked in his Well, life. I'm going to kind of go a little different, Jack. Okay. I'm, I'm with you, but um, I think it's interesting if you think about David's story because one of the things he tried to do was hide his sin, and yeah. I think that's just a normal thing when we've done wrong to try to hide it because we think nobody will know. It'll be all smoothed over, but we know. Right. And I think it's interesting here because when he's got his, when he's been forgiven, his sin is put out of sight. Yeah. He was trying to hide his sin before, mm -hmm. but now that he's been honest about his sin, God has forgiven it. God has put it out of sight. So it's not hidden in the sense of deception but it's hidden because it's been forgiven. So we don't have yeah. to look at it. We don't have to deal with it. On well, in fact, when David tried to cover up his own sin, it just got worse and worse and worse, you know? Right. Because yeah. he, he tried, it, 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 you know, he had the adultery, which is bad enough, but the fact that he couldn't get that covered up 
led him into murder. You know, and it got darker and darker as he was trying to cover sin, and he didn't cover anything. I mean, and, and one lie always leads to another, doesn't yeah, it? Yeah, it does. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Well, that's great because we're going to get to that at the end of verse two. Right. But I, I do think it's important that David looks at all three elements of his sin, and then he talks about what God did in response because he said that his disobedience, his rebellion, had been forgiven, and his crossing the line had been put out of God's sight. And then he talked about his crooked path, he'd been cleared. Mm -hmm. Those are just three wonderful words when I think about them. Forgiven means we're no, we no longer have the price tag hanging over our heads, the price has been paid. And then like you just pointed out, his sin, his, his crossing the line had been put out of sight. And then thirdly, his crookedness, his crooked path, he'd been cleared from it, it was no mm -hmm. longer it was no longer an indictment that was hanging over his yeah, head. Yeah, I love where it says, whose record the Lord has cleared of guilt. You know, if you have a clear record, that's a big deal. Yeah. And you have a clear record. Well, you know, I've, I've, I've known people from time to time, uh, ministered to people uh, at New Spring that uh, didn't know if they were going to have an indictment or not. Mm. And it was mm. hanging over yeah. their heads hanging all the time. Them. And I mean, yeah. sometimes they would go years not knowing whether they were going to be indicted for something and it was it just like spoiled it, it mm -hmm. spoiled their whole life mm -hmm. and yet the david says here you know my disobedience i'm the invoice has been torn up mm -hmm. you know my my crossing the line has been put out of god's sight and david will talk about that again because he'll say our sins are put as far away from God as the East is from the West. You know, that made, you just made me think about something because we have a really unique story I want to share. But I think what you, you were touching on that indictment hanging over us, not knowing. Yeah. Because a lot of times we, we keep running because we presume facing things is just going to be too terrible. But remember just recently we had a, a woman from Fresh Hope who um, was had walked away from a situation and she had a warrant out. Yeah. And she was far enough away, she was able to kind of function without having, without being caught. But she knew at any point she could be caught. And um, she decided to turn herself in. And she turned herself in. And I'll never forget, and I shared this on Noah's window back several months ago when this happened. You know, uh, she said to Connie, the director, she said, I don't have to run anymore. And I think what we're seeing, and by the way, into that story, because I haven't had a chance to share it, but she turned herself in and found a lot of mercy yeah. with the judge and she actually doesn't have to do prison time. Wow. So it's, it's a happy ending, but I'm just saying, you know, our greatest fears are what we think the consequences will be yeah. and we run, but the, the best thing we can do is to turn ourselves into the Lord because he is merciful and he has paid and he will rescue us from that situation. Well, you have set us up perfectly for the last thought that we have here because, you know, David said, I've got great joy and he mm -hmm. says it twice, and basically he is saying this awful metastasis, uh, the sin that's been in his life, he's saying it's gone. You know, God has uh, forgiven me. He's torn up the invoice. It's out of sight. It's out of his sight. And then God has cleared him of any indictments that could be hanging over his head. Now, he's, and again, he starts off by saying, what joy? He says it twice in verse 1 and 2. So what joy... And then look at this last line in verse two, whose lives are lived in complete honesty. Isn't that wonderful? You know what's, what's interesting to me, because you just told the story about a sweet lady at Fresh Hope mm -hmm. who uh, came forward, 
and was completely honest about it and that she received mercy. Mm-hmm. It strikes me that David was in a prison of his own dishonesty. Yes. And and honesty is very it's it's a freedom. It's a freedom. You don't have to worry about how many lies you told and keeping consistent or when you're just being honest, there's a great freedom in that. Just telling the truth. Yeah, and, and to me there are two concepts and I really want to get your take on this. There are two concepts that come together because a person who doesn't know God, they could be honest about it about something but that doesn't completely bring freedom because the sin whatever it is they did wrong is still hanging out there i want to bring together the concept of god in his wonderful atonement and forgiveness through christ and total honesty Mm, because the reason why we have freedom and total honesty isn't it the fact that god has actually done something with our sin it allows us to be honest because we don't fear reprisals yeah. Because the Lord has cleared us of our, our cleared our record. Yeah. So we can be honest. Yeah. And, and it doesn't mean that David didn't have consequences in his life and from his did. choices, which right. he did. I yeah, mean, he's he going to have consequences mm-hmm. for the rest of his life. And he's going to deal with those, but he doesn't have to have the pain. And, and of course, the word guilt comes to mm-hmm. mind. Mm-hmm. He doesn't have guilt anymore. You know, another story that you and I have been reading in the one-year Bible, we've been reading about the crucifixion of Jesus. Mm-hmm. And there's that story of Judas Mm. Uh, where he's betrayed the Lord. And then earlier, Peter denied the Lord three times. And you just see the dis- the contrast, the contrast yeah. between mm. conviction over sin and guilt. Mm. Because Peter, you know, <laughs> he goes out and cries bitterly and he takes his he takes his sadness over his sin to the Lord and he winds up preaching on Pentecost just a mm. few days later. Judas, on the other hand, he doesn't take his sin to the Lord. He mm-hmm. carries it himself, goes out, puts a rope around his neck, and hangs himself. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, let's just end with <laughs> where we started today. David said, what joy, mm-hmm. twice, not, not once, but twice. What joy, what joy for the Christ follower who has dealt with sin by bringing it to the cross, you know, and our uh, rebellion has been wiped away, forgiven, our crossing the line has been put out of God's sight, mm. and our crooked path, we've been cleared from all indictments. That's great. And we got so much more to talk about as we go through this psalm. But Mary Alice, this is a great time to pray. Why don't you pray for us today? Let's pray. Oh, Father, thank you, thank you, thank you for your forgiveness that can bring joy to this life. Thank you for your mercy. And I just thank you, Father, um, that we we can trust you to come to you and be honest with you about where we are in our sin. You know already, Father. But I just pray for those that are um, still struggling and, and, and in a way held in bondage to some situation, some sin in their life. I just pray that they would have the faith and the courage to just openly bring that to you and be honest to you with you about the sin in their life so that you can bring healing and forgiveness and show mercy and all those things so that they can experience joy in their life to be delivered of the bondage that sin brings. And for each and every one and each and every family represented of those that are watching or listening to Know Us Window today, I know each and every one of us has some little corner of our life Uh, that we need to be honest about and bring before you. And you tell us to be honest and confess our sins to you. And we know that's a a daily thing. Not not because our eternity is hanging in the balance for those of us that are Christ followers already, but we just want that sweet relationship with you 
as your child. And I pray that you would help us in that, Father, each and every day. And I just pray for those that are facing situations today, whatever they are, I pray that you would be close to each and every one, that you would give wisdom and healing and comfort, whatever is needed in each and every life today. And we'll give you all the praise and the glory and the honor. And um, with, with great thanksgiving, we, we again thank you today for all that you've done for us. And we ask all this in Jesus' name. Amen. Well, thank you, Mary Alice. If you want to get a sneak peek tomorrow, you can go ahead and read verses 3 and 4 of Psalm 32. But we're taking some time this week because one of the things I've watched through the years uh, being a pastor is that some of the greatest people in the world still harbor guilt over something that happened a long time ago. And our prayer for you is for you to put that under the blood of Jesus Christ, lay it at the cross, and then go on and live your life all out, knowing the joy of being fully forgiven. We'll be back tomorrow.